Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. One day, one way. Jesus is the way, and he's leading us to the Father. Everything is leading us unto him. We are already in him, but we are maturing and going to entirely new depths. And we want to be those who are allowing him to prepare us. Thank you for being here on Tent Talk with me today for this fresh episode. As you close out this year, remember, and you step into the new year, it is the continuation of what he wrote over your life and who he's made you to be. And he did all of that before the foundations of the world continue my friends remain and stay with him and i pray that it will bring him the greatest satisfaction as you lean into him and count him as your only source love you all one day and way i love that (laughs) can't say ways any longer it's one day and way but they are his ways and i want to stay steady in this It is great to to begin well, but we want to finish strong. I've always said we'll never despise the day of small beginnings, but my friends, I will not tolerate a small finish. We want to go to the full measure with him, for him, in him uh, that he has set upon us, don't we? And so as we close out 2023 and we get ready to step into 2024 on man's calendar, we want to stay focused on what was written over us before the foundations of the world. It is simply the continuation, the continuation of your life, my friend, the continuation, the ongoing, the unfolding, just continue to take your steps, continue, enjoy this last day and Yeah, party, celebrate, however it is that you want to say, wow, I have come through this last year. Uh, We are stepping over into a new year on man's calendar. But what you're really doing, my friends, is you're, you're going to go to sleep tonight. You're going to wake up tomorrow and continue living into the greatest fullness of him that is possible. I want to revisit out of A.W. Tozer's book, The Pursuit of God, this word harbinger. Now, I want to give a disclaimer again. I have never read the book titled Harbinger. I I don't follow any of the the person who wrote all of that. I really don't know much about it. This is Harbinger as it is written here in the introduction of the book by A.W. Tozer, uh, The Pursuit of God, my friends, which was uh, copyrighted a long time ago. All right, this was written a long time ago. So this is the context that I want to stay in and no endorsement of any other book or any other thing about harbingers. Here is what I want you to see. As we are looking at Luke one seventeen. we are in um, a little bit of the unfolding of that, that we go before him advanced teams are going in to get things ready for him because there's a king of glory that's coming. It is Christ himself. um, And we want to be a part of leveling the path. Every mountain brought low, every valley brought high because he is coming in. He is the focus. Then it said we would do that in the spirit of Elijah. We looked a little bit at what does that mean? Because it is bold and full of fire. 
the fiery presence of the Lord himself and what his presence accomplishes inside his people and then through his people into all aspects of culture and society. My friends, we want to see him gain many for himself. We want to be a part of that in on-purpose, full-out obedience and responsiveness to him. And that we, in preparation to make ready a people in spirit for him. Now, my first place is the people right in front of me. It's his church. It's his house. It's his holy nation. When I go into any nation, I'm looking for the holy nation there who has jurisdiction. And he sends me in. Now, he he might change strategy in these days ahead, and that, that would be fantastic. But I'm looking at the holy nation because they have jurisdiction in their nation and what they will accomplish. I can come in under the radar. Nobody needs to know my name, right? But I'll go to those few and then they will go to the many. But this is a part of um, this whole work, this word harbinger. I looked it up back in August of 2019 and God has been putting me in the remembrance of it. And what does uh, this mean? What or What is one of the definitions of this word harbinger? It is a person who can be a sign. We can be part of the signs and wonders, my friends. A person who goes ahead and makes known the approach of another. It is someone who is a herald, right? Someone is like a town crier who says, hear ye, hear ye the word of the Lord. And says, he is coming, he is coming, get ready, he is coming. And yes, he is here and he is present with us, but he is coming in greater measure like we've never seen before. And again, I'm going to stay inside the warning that he's giving me, which is not to try to overdefine everything that it means. It is unfolding as we stay with him so that it will remain his moving. He is moving, holy shift. He is on the move and we want to stay with him so it remains his moving and doesn't turn into another move of man. We want to stay with him. So this harbinger is a person who goes ahead and makes known the approach of another. It's a herald. Listen carefully. A person sent in in advance of the troops that are coming and secures lodgings and other accommodations. Oh, how I love this. I am here. One of the aspects, one dimension, one one dimension of what I'm sent to do is to secure lodgings for him. Are there going to be people and places that will allow him to come the way he wants to come? Now, I'm not talking about one building somewhere where people flock there. I'm talking about places and people all over the globe. Now, I may only go a few places, but the people that I'm going to be a part of preparing, I believe are going to go all over the globe. I believe that because he speaks that to me. That's not about being famous and everybody knowing your name. No, no, no. This is a nameless, faceless generation that he's raising up. It's happening all over. It's you and me and all of those whom we are sent to. But I'm going to go ahead of him and I'm going to make known that he is approaching. I will herald as he tells me to. That's communications. Oh, I'm going to increase that. It is a person and persons sent in in advance of the troops, my friends. There are many, many, 
many who come after us. And we want to make a path, a level path for him and a level path for others. And it is to secure lodgings and other accommodations. There are many places, many places that he's going to be able to pitch the tent of his presence, but it is all about him. So I want to read a little further in just the preface of the book, The Pursuit of God. And it picks up where I left off in the previous episode, but I will read um, a little bit to get the context back again of what I've already read. It says, this is the only real harbinger. And what is he referring to is that there are those who are thirsty for God himself and will not be satisfied until they drink deep at the fountain of living water. This is the only real harbinger, the sign of revival, which I have been able to detect anywhere on the religious horizon. Now, I will tell you that I myself am not looking for revival per se or reformation per se, although those things are involved. There's a deep reviving and calling back to him, a deep reformation, a deep cleansing and purpose, um, purging back to his original purposes. But my friends, it is about the restoration of all things unto him. But I don't want to tag it. I don't want to overdefine it, but I, I just want to make sure that we don't try to say, oh, this is what it's looked like before. This is revival. My friends, he himself is coming, right? What is it going to look like? It's going to look like him. Okay, there you have it. Okay, so it may be the cloud the size of a man's hand for which a few saints here and there have been looking. It can result in a resurrection of life for many souls and a recapture of that radiant wonder which should accompany faith in Christ, that wonder which has all but fled the church of God in our day. And the preface goes on to say, but this hunger must be recognized by our religious leaders. Current evangelicalism has to change the figure, has laid the altar and divided the sacrifice into parts, but now seems satisfied to count the stones and rearrange the pieces with never a care that there is not a sign of fire upon the top of lofty Carmel. But God be thanked that there are a few who care. They are those who, while they love the altar and delight in the sacrifice, are yet unable to reconcile themselves to the continued absence of fire. They desire God above all. See, my friends, here, this is me now breaking in, okay? So this is where we get our, our structures going. We get all this, right? We've done this and that. But what Tozer is saying is, but we have, we have gotten used to there being no presence of him. Him, his presence. Who are these, I think, few thousand, few, right? They desire God above all. They are a thirst. I'm back now reading. They are a thirst to taste for themselves the piercing sweetness of the love of Christ, about whom all the holy prophets did write and the psalmist did sing. There is today... No lack of Bible teachers to set forth correctly the principles of the doctrines of Christ, but too many of these seem satisfied to teach the fundamentals of the faith year after year, strangely unaware that there is in their ministry no manifest presence, nor anything unusual in their personal lives. They minister constantly to believers who feel within their breast a longing which their teaching simply does not satisfy. 
I trust I speak in charity, but the lack in our pulpits is real. Milton's terrible sentence applies to our day as accurately as it did to his. The hungry sheep look up and are not fed. It is a solemn thing and no small scandal in the kingdom to see God's children starving while actually seated at the Father's table. The truth of Wesley's words is established before our eyes. Orthodoxy or right opinion is, at best, a very slender part of religion. Though right tempers cannot subsist without right opinions, yet right opinions may subsist without right tempers. There may be a right opinion of God without either love or one right temper toward Him. Satan is a proof of this. Oh, my friends, one day and one way, we must be those who are set upon Him. I appreciate structures, trust me, I do. I appreciate plans and ways and all that. But my friends, I am pierced that it must be Him and Him only. If there's any structure, does it lead to Him? Is there any plan? Is it His? Are we more in awe of the presence of certain people? Or are we in a spirit-induced and only Holy Spirit can do it? You can't take yourself there. You can't try to produce it. And if He's producing it, we're not going to be wagging our finger at others who don't have, quote, it. But we are going to be heralds. We will be like town criers that say, come unto Him. Come to Him. This is our calling. Preaching and teaching is not my calling. Those are gifts that have been given so that I can herald about him. Maybe you can see where we're going here at Nancy McCready Ministries on Tent Talk, the Producer's Way School, and everything. Him. Him. And only he can produce. Only he can do that. So, so let me continue with just a few sentences more out of the preface of The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. It says, To great sections of the church, the art of worship has been lost entirely, and in its place has come that strange and foreign thing called the program. This word has been borrowed from the stage and applied with sad wisdom to the type of public service which now passes for worship among us. Sound biblical, I'm sorry, sound Bible exposition is an imperative must in the church of the living God. Without it, no church can be a New Testament church in any strict meaning of that term. But exposition may be carried on in such a way as to leave the hearers devoid of any true spiritual nourishment, whatever. For it is not mere words that nourish the soul, but God himself. And unless and until the hearers find God in personal experience, they are not the better for having heard the truth. The Bible is not an end in itself, but a means to bring men to an intimate and satisfying knowledge of God, that they may enter into him, that they may delight in his presence, may taste and know the inner sweetness of the very God himself in the core and center 
of their hearts. Mm. I got so many things written all over the pages of this book. So I know how many times I've read this previously. But my friends, I am pierced myself with deep conviction and a striking metanoia to turn once again unto him as he leads. Not to think, oh, I'm already there and I'll lead others. No, I am going in fresh for myself. And yes, I pray that I will be a door for others to enter in to him experientially. My friends, I pray that we go together into him one day and way. We go in because if we are disciples, who are we following? Jesus. And where is Jesus taking us? To the Father. No one comes unto the Father but by me, Jesus said in John 14. So we follow him. We're in the provoking process of discipleship. We are, therefore, following the Son so that we can live as sons unto the Father. Don't stop anywhere along the way and along the process and fall into this horrid thing called a program. Stay in the organic, intimate process and follow Jesus as he takes you to the Father by his finished work and by the very power of Holy Spirit. Mm, mm, mm. There you have it, my friends. But what are we going to do? We're going to continue on and continue into him. I love you all. Thanks again for being here on December 31st, 2023. You are in the last day and hour of being able to give tax-free giving to Nancy McCready Ministries. Thank you if you've already given. If you haven't, then please go to nancymccready.com, click the giving button, and give your most generous end-of-year gift to NMM as we are an advanced team going in wherever God is opening up the door that we might prepare a people in spirit for him in the fire of his presence. I love you all. Thanks for a great year here on Tent Talk, the podcast of Nancy McCready Ministries. And here we go into the new year. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccready.com or follow her on social media at NB McCready.